This is the Brattlecast, a podcast all about books, rare and hard to find, the people who love them and collect them and trade them and sell them, and the man, of course, who handles the helm at the Brattle Bookshop, one of the most revered and most precious institutions in the city of Boston, and in fact, in much of the country, used in rare books, and much more. And this podcast is a little bit on the special side, as most podcasts are right now, as we record this in mid to late March because everything is shut down due to the coronavirus. I'm Jordan Rich with Ken Gloss. And Ken, in a previous episode, the one right before this one, we did talk about how it's impacted your world. But let's talk a little bit about what will come out of this from a collection point of view, from a collector's point of view, because there'll be a lot written about this uh, remarkable, I don't mean with a a positive spin on that, but uh, this incredible event. Tell us a little bit about what you have in mind. Well, it's interesting because... I, I'm here in the studio sort of minding the building, uh, doing some emails, doing a little bit of business, seeing if I can keep enough coming in to at least cover payroll and so on. But it gives me a lot of time to think about a lot of what we deal with. You know, I was just uh, looking at some things back from the Revolutionary War. I was looking at something from the uh, blizzard of 78 and the uh, also the great hurricane. And, and uh, I was sort of saying to myself, well, this is how that got recorded. This is how collectibles from the Civil War, the Revolution, this is what people collected. And then I was thinking about, if I got something from those periods, what type of thing would I be really interested in? Um, and what I've always said to people would be um, more, more interesting than some of the things that were recorded. For instance, if you get diaries from the Civil War, and they're not that rare, they do show up, most of them are foot soldiers or soldiers or even some officers talking about battles, battle scenes, and so in that type of material. And what I've always wanted to find and always wanted to get would be the cook writing a, a, a thing about what they were eating, the logistics officer of how they were getting supplies in. In other words, behind the scenes, the things that aren't as dramatic as the battle. And and I was thinking to myself, if you were here now, it's probably the way things are getting recorded are totally different. Uh, In the past, I get loads of people calling me. I have the newspaper that uh, Kennedy was assassinated. I have the newspaper when the first moon launch launch was. I have the newspaper from uh, when Lincoln was assassinated. I was thinking to myself, you know, nowadays, when people look back at this 10, 20, 30, 50 years from now, are they really going to care about the newspapers? Does anyone nowadays care about the newspapers in saving the headlines the way they cared about them even 20, 30, 40 years ago? So you might not have, they might be much rarer an event like this in magazines because almost all our information that we get on this is online. Are people somehow collecting the online information, saving it for posterity, which is a whole different way of doing it? Uh, diaries. Now, I'm sure people, some people are keeping journals and diaries. Matter of fact, I am. I, I write it down on my computer every day. But how are people going to access that? Uh, Maybe what will become sort of the day-to-day person diary is more 
things from YouTube that people will look back on that get preserved and saved and gives them more of a feel of the mood of the area. I'll tell you one thing that really fascinated me uh, when this first got going and I thought would make a really interesting and unusual collection. And, and I'm sure you, anyone who's been out, and you know, it's still good to get out and take walks and get fresh air and, again, keep your distance, but, uh, you know, physical activity is good. But if you stop and look, and I've done this, in store windows, all of the signs that have gone up of we're closed, we, we're cut our hours uh, because of the virus, we're trying to keep our uh, staff and family and friends safe. But many of those, the way the different small businesses or large businesses have designed those, the size, the material they're on, the exact wording, you know, a few years from now, that might make a really fascinating collection. I mean, it's, they're not of any particular great value now. People think of them as, a, you know, they're just up there, they'll be thrown away. Uh, but they're the type of ephemeral things that if you got a few hundred or a few thousand of those all together in an archive and started pondering through them a, a number of years from now, I'll bet you that will, some of those will tell you as much about how people felt, how, how this was striking them, how they uh, worded it. Uh, it would be a fascinating collection. And most people would never even think of that. Um, and then also, there'll be people who collect certain phases of this. The, you know, they'll collect everything that was written about the medical end of it, which is, of course, one of the major ends. But the financial end could be a whole collection, how the stock market, uh, who took advantage, who didn't take advantage, uh, and, and the technology. Uh, you know, there could be whole studies on how telemedicine has changed the world. But there'll be a lot of ephemeral little guides little tidbits that you really don't think of because they're the day-to-day things that, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, how did Zoom get started? I mean, that's become the, <laughs> the big way of everybody keeping together. But, you know, maybe some brochures, actual printed brochures from the company, the pamphlets, would tell you a lot about how people were thinking. <laughs> and that's, that's the type of thing that I think would make fascinating collections. It's going to be very obvious, okay, what did the president do and say? What did his commission say? Uh, what did the heads of the CDC or those? I mean, those will be well recorded. <laughs> and everybody will know, you know, what's going on with that. But even pictures of, you know, supermarkets putting up glass uh, or plexiglass shields, that single picture might tell more about what the world was like in many ways and how the changes were coming or a bus going by with people sitting, you know, every third seat. Uh, This morning I was walking by and one of the things I noticed, I I lived near Copley Square and uh, a lot of times TV crews set up there because it's a good backdrop. This time I noticed that the camera truck had one person in it, and then there was a car next to it with the on-air person. So they weren't even coming together. But I would love to see what a few of their scripts 
look like or the uh, flash, you know, the cards that they were going to use for talking points in the changes they made. Uh, and, you know, sort of the immediate reaction uh, is in, in all of that type of material are the memos that companies sent out to their employees. Uh, you know, the things, you get it, you look at it, you put it in the wastebasket. Uh, nowadays, you get it on the email, you delete it. Uh, all of that, I think, in a way tells more, as much or more about the day-to-day goings-on of the business. So even being here at the store, uh, you know, the texts that have gone back and forth the way we uh, contact most of our staff and employees now. We have one staff member who's been coming in. We have different areas where we can work and keep some distance. But uh, just even the little memos that in a tiny business like mine, uh, you know, in keeping a little bit of a journal how it's affected us, as opposed, everybody's going to know what Boeing in the history of that or, or some of the huge companies how is a restaurant? How is how is food getting distributed? Maybe uh, you know Meals on Wheels, the notes they send out to their drivers. All of that type of material, I think, will be collectible, and a lot of the photos that go with it. That I'm sure that the photographers are all out taking, just showing day to day what what does the store window look like now. So mm-hmm. that's just probably the tip of the iceberg uh, of. You know, what 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, not only can be tremendously collectible to a person who collects, but also very important to archives, historical societies, historians that, you know, probably a a day after this event ends, most of that material will be gone. So, you know, some of that I think you go around and collect it. What an excellent uh, podcast point you make, and the fact is, you're dealing with an event for in our lifetime that certainly matches in terms of dramatic impact 9-11 in a totally different way because infrastructure is perfectly sound. We're battling, uh, now to quote an old novelist, uh, a tiny bug that took out the Martians, if you know, uh, War of the Worlds. We're battling that kind of thing yeah. that we can't see. It's fascinating. So if people have questions while this is going on and they're, we're posting these podcasts out early, if they have questions, Ken, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Well, they can either email at uh, just Google BrattleBookshop.com. All the information comes up, or they can call. Quite honestly, most of the day I'm sitting here, and I like talking to people. There's not a lot doing. Uh, and I'd be happy to give suggestions, ideas. Another thing that hopefully this doesn't last too long, but... Uh, it will be fascinating to see the way the election goes and what type of posters, brochures, signs, uh, how that all changes, or all of the electronics, and, and, and that will be fascinating. But anybody who wants to get in touch, I'm generally here. My big change in my work pattern is instead of going home at 5.30, I have been leaving a few days at 5. Ah. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll, we'll get you later for that one. But I I really do enjoy talking to people and uh, talking about what they might have. And and then what we're also doing, people are still calling about, I have this, I have that. Uh, And we just say, yes, we're very interested. We'll do it as soon as we're there, ready and ready to go. Uh, 
and hoping to be catching up on a lot of this once once everybody's well, healthy, and and you know, and I just hope that the country and most of the people come out of it. And I, one of the things I also can say, if you can possibly do it, keep busy, read a book, get your mind off of this. Worrying can cause as much problems as anything else. Well said, Ken. And again, it's brattlebookshop.com for those of you who want to connect, even just to peruse through the site and listen to some previous podcasts. If you haven't done so, you'll find it very entertaining and educational. This is George. Go ahead. Talk talk to me and talk to me. Call up, email, talk to me, and uh, I'll try to entertain too. (laughs) (laughs) You always do. He's Ken Gloss. I'm Jordan Rich. Be safe, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll talk to you next time.